That's brisk. Think I'll grab some for the lady. Grab some what? The wind? No, you idiot. The sound of the wind. Oh, watch and learn. See? Dwarven magic's all about the intangibles. The relationship between the stuff what you can touch and what you can't. It's about understanding. Understanding what? The nature of a thing's more important than the form of the thing. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the axle to my sweet tooth, John. John, uh, we're recording late because you experienced some car combat yourself. Uh, do you, you want to elaborate why we're recording on a Saturday morning? Wow, that's a good, well done with the, the Twisted Metal reference. I didn't even catch that until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I drive a older car. It's still nice. I like it. It's a 2001 Ford Mustang convertible. And, you know, it's got, I don't know, 115,000 miles on it. So it's old, but not too super, you know, bad. And, uh... You know, I don't know uh, our listeners out there who know anything about cars, but the tie rod ball joint just decided it didn't want to be on my car anymore and uh, popped off. And so my my front left wheel just basically fell off while I was driving. And so I got my first experience with uh, calling a tow truck, being, you know, and I was out in Bloomfield Hills, too, and I live. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a doxing for you, Nick. I know you, you hate it when I do that. But <laughs> so I was a. Uh, I was far away from home, so I had to deal with, like, getting a tow truck, getting the car back to where I had to go, and just all this nonsense. So um, I've, I've had a bit of a, a 36 hours. so if I'm extra salty, extra angry today, folks, uh, you know, I apologize, but <laughs> re- real-world shit is not as fun as video game shit. No. I will say that. No. And, and do you think this has anything to do with me using the wheel? I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, this is probably all your fault. So, so if there are any, uh, you know, extra costs, Nick, I will be coming for you. So just, is, just sue the wheel. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Can, can we? It's Google's wheel, right? We use Google's wheel. Maybe we need to switch the wheel program. We got to find some like other, you know. This one's obviously cursed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here we can talk about video games now. Thank all God. your car troubles. Put it in the back of your brain. Yeah. Because um, I did want to share a few things before we get into the format. And one good news is we're getting Neon White, John. Uh, yeah, that, that game that buddy. you were, you really wanted. I mean, you hit, it was one of your predictions to be at one of the shows, I remember, to come to PlayStation. But... Yeah, I think I've like guessed that like for the last two or three, just because it seemed it seemed like one of those perfect small little thirty second announcements that kind of people mostly most people forget about. But for those few weirdos out there who are just so ingrained in this in the industry, you might get a little excited. So yeah, yeah it's it's on its way. I'm that's super pumped. I'm super pumped. Yeah, it got teased because it showed up on the, what the New Zealand storefront, and then the PlayStation blog went ahead and just had a big old article about it. So it's coming December thirteenth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you, you going to get it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is for those who don't know Neon White. You know, it is a game that came out this year. It's a little more of a, a like I said, a niche title, uh, but it kind of operates in this. Um, 
space where you're going in level by level. Each level, I think, is like 30 seconds to a minute, so they're pretty quick. And your only goal really is to clear out all the demons within the level. And it's it's kind of a first-person shooter-esque style game, but the, the weird weird gimmick with this is like you're collecting cards throughout the level that are tied to different guns and you can use the guns obviously to kill demons but if you discard that that card there is a mobility perk that will come with the card so for instance if you have i think a rifle and you discard the card it, it like launches you forward kind of like a forward dash or there's other ones uh, like bombs that allow you to kind of double bounce off of them so it's kind of this um mix of uh, platforming, first-person shooting, time trial things, and from everything I've I've heard about this, every single person seems that have played it says it's absolutely just a, a addicting as hell fun game to play. Uh, and there's also a weird Japanese visual novel I think alongside it too, but I've heard that is like kind of just weird. But I'm also down to embrace the weird, you know, if if I know going in that it's meant to be that way. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. I uh, I don't know if I'll be getting it day one. You know, I still am chugging my way through God of War and and I have Elden Ring, you know, chirping at me from the background, too. So I don't know if I'll get it immediately. You know, Mm -hmm. I might get lucky and it goes on sale within two months or something. But uh, needless to say, as soon as I have a a window or, you know me, if I can't control myself and it's like 4% off and I'm like, oh, it's a deal, I'll I'll go ahead and get it. But uh, yeah, how about you, man? I I know I think I've talked about it a little bit more than you do. Is this something that you're interested in as well? Or are you going to kind of wait till you get my my take on it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I might check it out. Again, this month is kind of finally slower on releases. Uh, I definitely want to dig into PlayStation Plus Extra. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, with this game coming out, it is an 89 on Open Critic. So mm-hmm. it is one of the best reviewed games of the year. So, yeah, I probably will uh, uh, check it out. I don't I don't remember what the price is. I think it's 20? You've seen 20, it on the... 25. Okay, 25. Yeah, that's yep. nothing. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Very cool. Nothing very for exciting. Big Daddy Warbucks Nick over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, my yeah. gaming budget is now just nothing. Yep, yep. You <laughs> no do, big do games st- to spend money on. Are you still uh, whittling your way through your GameStop credit? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I have I have over seventy dollars still. So sweet. That'll go to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. And then moving on, just really quickly, the Callisto Protocol came out yesterday, December 2nd, as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is currently sitting at a 76 on Open Critic. I did, this is, I was curious, I actually read a few reviews on it. Yeah. Um, I know I shared with you, John, that the game is eight hours long. Yep. Which is interesting. Yep. And then I was watching some Twitch people play it. It looks great. It, yeah. Like visually, yeah. But the enemy variety is like they—they just they don't look fun. No, I. Uh, this is an interesting one, man. Like I—I I can't recall in a, in a long time a new IP getting as much hype as this one was getting leading up to release. You know, I, perusing the the typical internet forums, you know, you'd see things like. Oh, this is going to be my game of the year. Oh, this is the one I want to play over God of War. This is the you know this is the one that I'm I'm more excited for than any other game this year. For it to come out with a 76, which is you know it's good, but I think it definitely did not meet expectations on what people kind of thought this would be. And yeah, like you said, from everything I've seen about it too, it's gorgeous. The environments are awesome. It's oozing with atmosphere. Um, You know, it really nails that stuff that Dead Space did as well. Obviously, for those who don't know, this is from the creator of the original Dead Space. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it just seems like they missed on some things. Like the, the 
combat is primarily melee focused, which I think we knew a little bit of that, but maybe mm. didn't know to what degree. But the way that I guess they've implemented combat and the way that enemies kind of come at you, especially towards the later half of the game, it just gets frustrating. It gets clunky. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something that, you know, if they, they think they got good bones and good legs, they can come back with a, you know, a sequel and really refine the combat. Because it seems like if that's the part of the game they can nail, they got something special. But for right, right now, it's uh, I think these reviews are going to hurt it because I think this was one like we were talking at work, right? If this reviewed well, if this was a high 80s game, I think this would have blown up. I think I would have gotten it. You would have probably gotten it. I have other mm -hmm. friends that would have gotten it. But at a 76, I think it unfortunately dipped into the wait for sale cat territory. And yeah. so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't have an issue with the length, but no. yeah, now now it's like, well, when it's on PlayStation Plus Extra, I'll play it for sure. I, I, I still want to. Yeah. I I, yeah, I do too. And it, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, and, and then also with the Dead Space remake coming right behind it, it's like, yeah. is that just gonna, like, <laughs> you know, is that gonna really get people to be like, well, I'm just gonna obviously just play that instead. So, yeah, sure. but it's out there for you guys. I, I think, I think my buddy Will, I think he's going to be picking it up and, uh, oh. you know, and then I'll, I'll get his opinions on it. And, you know, if he says it's good, maybe I'll, I'll check it out from him, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and it is plagued with like performance issues too. Oh, surprisingly, PS Five is the best place to play it. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I feel like that's yeah. usually the case, isn't it? Like PS Five. Uh, I don't usually follow because that doesn't really impact me, like where I'm going to play a game. But uh, yeah, but I did see a lot of that's people true. leave the PC version isn't great and, and the Xbox oh, version I is did, worse. I did see that. Yeah, right. Because I saw a post that was like, well, I know I know that PlayStation had like people work on this, but there was like a screenshot of the main character standing in front of a mirror. And then on the PlayStation version, you could see him. And on the Xbox version, there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like such a minor thing. It's not going to ruin a game for me, but it is interesting that like that's a part of like that's a thing that would be a difference between the machines that I, I don't know yeah and just to elaborate on what you just said yeah playstation helped with the the mocap right on this game yeah playstation visual arts which uh is like a lot of uh it's a helping team for playstation i think that does a lot of work with the cutscenes, the mocap things like that it's i think what it's it's just one of those special teams that gives playstation that extra shine mm -hmm. uh that all their games seem to have so yeah when i when i heard that i was like oh sweet sweet like we know that at least visually it's, it's you know going to be on that level but it just yeah the gameplay side it seems like they uh they missed a bit i don't know maybe they were just trying to differentiate themselves a little bit from dead space and be like okay we're gonna go more melee focus and then didn't i don't know just didn't didn't land it as hard yeah yeah well we'll oh. see maybe one of yeah. us will play it soon yeah and we'll have thoughts so yeah all right that's it we can move into the format of the show this is how it works uh john brings three things i bring three things it can be a video game we're playing it can be a news topic. It can be a DM on Twitter to PS Pals Pod. And it can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. Any of those things we want to talk about, we bring them and we talk about them. And speaking of emails, John, we got an email. Hell yeah. Nice. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, I wanted to surprise you with this one. Because this one, this one, this is good. This is good. This is this comes from Mark. He oh. goes. Hey guys, love the show. I got back into gaming a few years ago by purchasing a, purchasing a Nintendo Switch, and I got a PS5 earlier this year, and this is now what I spend my time with most nights. I was randomly looking for PlayStation podcasts one day over the summer, and yours popped up. 
Only one episode was published, so I thought it would be cool to get in from day one and listen every week as the show grows. And I'm glad I did. I like catching up on what you guys are playing every week and hearing your opinions on different games. You are consistent in your takes, so I know when John shares his vastly superior opinion. No, I'm not. I don't like this guy anymore. <laughs> I, I can it. trust him. LOL. J, JK. Okay. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to upsets in the PlayStation franchise bracket this week. Keep on casting the pod. Mark. Is this for real? Did you write this? No. This oh, is for my real. God. I'm so happy right now. Mark, Mark. <laughs> That's why I wanted to give it a surprise. Mark, you're my favorite person. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, the, yeah, I was checking last night, and uh, yeah, it, I was. I, I, I almost told you right away, but yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I want, I want John to, John to hear this one not live on, the, on the air. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I was so happy that I've kind of blanked out, and I was like, "Was there a question there, or we were just, were we, were we, were we just talking about how awesome we are?" No, no, there's no question. So <laughs> okay. that's yeah, that's why I just wanted to bring it in real quickly now. So yeah, thanks, Beautiful. Mark, for writing in. Yeah, Mark, thanks. We appreciate and, and, it. You know, keep it coming, man. If there's any, you know, if you uh, have any opinions you want to share, if there's any, you know, special uh, things that that interest you about gaming that you want us to talk about more, please keep it coming, man. We yeah. we we can't can't get enough of that kind of stuff yeah 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 so and also let me know why my opinions are better than nick's because I, I would love to continue to rub that into his face if i can no 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 that's <laughs> yeah, okay because yeah. <laughs> it's wrong yeah whatever but <laughs> all right now we can finally move into the format of the show john what are you bringing first all right, guys. So, you know, got to keep tradition is tradition. Uh, it is time of the month. Go over the PlayStation Essentials. Um, and we got some some interesting ones this month. So these are coming uh, this upcoming Tuesday, uh, December 6th. Again, these are the Essentials tier. So if you are just that standard PlayStation subscriber, um, the games that you've been getting every single month for the past God knows how long, uh, these are those games. So uh, first and foremost, the obvious big hitter for the month is the uh, Master. Effect Legendary Edition, uh, and this is a, a remastered uh, version of the first three Mass Effect games from BioWare um, that came out uh, last year. And so, I was kind of going to let you take a little bit of this, Nick, because you you do have a a long history with these games. I know mm-hmm. that they are some of your favorites, but for those out there who somehow don't know what these games are, they came out in 2008, uh, 2010, and 2012, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, and um, yeah, some regarded as some of the greatest games of all time, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're a narrative uh, type of player, you know, you like building those relationships with characters, I don't know if there's a game series out there that can match these ones, um, and then I know Mass Effect 2 especially is the game. Um, I personally, I've played one. I started two. I, I do want to eventually get back to it because I, th- I do think this is a game series that you need to be invested in. You can't be bouncing around between games like I do sometimes. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Take it away if there's just anything you want to say about <laughs> Mass Effect because I know that, uh, you know, these these are kind of one of that. It's a special series for you, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a legendary RPG series uh, for sure. Uh, clapping, <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was a big deal when they were they came out because uh, not only was it a gigantic space opera, uh, decisions that you made mattered. They impacted the story. So uh, generally, most play all everyone's playthrough kind of followed the same course. But the individual moments, what happened to certain characters, like you, you 
characters can die in in the first two games and then not be in the third one at all, and that changes everything. You know, that's a, yeah. gi- a giant uh, piece of the story just missing, and and everything you every decision you make comes back eventually in some shape or form. Um, it's not as innovative as I now that I'm pulled back from it because the it, the big thing was the dialogue wheel. Yeah. But the way, way things were positioned on the dialogue wheel kind of said what was like the the Paragon and Renegade. So you could, Paragon being the good choice and Renegade being the you know the the badass kind of evil choice. Dickhead and where things right were positioned on the wheel kind of determined that. So you're kind of led down a path, mm. and you got certain unlocks for being fully Paragon or fully Renegade. And looking back, I'd really much prefer how like The Witcher did it, where there's a little more nuance. There's right. really not a right answer. Do you want to throw this baby into an oven? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but but still, it's an incredible game series. It's, one, again, one of the best series out there. And Mass Effect Andromeda notwithstanding. But, sure. <laughs> and that is not in this. So, good. No. But, yeah, if you want, this is, this is. This would take you a while to be, and it's it's fantastic. You'll yeah. There's just yeah. so many memorable characters: Garrus, Morden, you know, and and a lot of a lot of great booties. Ooh yeah yeah. If you're one of those guys <laughs> who want to build uh, intimate relationships with uh, your your uh, shipmates, this is the game for you. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so definitely check that out, guys. You know, if you've if you've missed this series um, or whatever the case, or you're just looking to have them uh, go through them again. But it's just nice knowing, honestly, that now I. Will, as long as I'm a PlayStation Plus subscriber, I have Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, yep. so that's pretty yep. cool. Um, all right, and then uh, next up we have uh, from Experiment 101 Games, uh, Biomutant. Uh, this is published by THQ Nordic, uh, and I think if you know THQ Nordic, it kind of tells you everything you need to know about this game. It, it's It's got a 67 on Open Critic. It's an open... It's Yeah, not as high as you would <laughs> like to three, see, but I will say there is a... a group you know a a type of game out there that just kind of is there to have fun with and like if you can kind of want to shut your brain off and just go through and do some things i think this is the kind of game for you this this is an open world third person shooter melee style action game you know i to me it it very much looks like ratchet and clank but just with obviously not not as much i don't know nuance and and variety going on but um you know it's something that i've still always wanted to to check out so uh if you're into open worlds if you're into kind of that checkbox style assassin's creed um type of game this might be something that that you'll be into um i just looked up a couple reviews just to kind of see what the general consensus of the game was and i i think this this little blurb that i found might be a pretty good explanation of like what you're looking to get with this game it says uh it's very pretty but this patchwork of other games ideas never Never have enough on its own to keep you interested during the repetitive and over-familiar open-world action. So, to me, that just says, like, hey, you're not going to get anything innovative, you're not going to get anything groundbreaking, but, you know, if you want to come in, you want to kill some, you know, mobs of enemies, mm-hmm. get some new weapons, things like that, it's it's going to be a fun time. Um, but repetitive and uninspired is probably, like, the two words that seem to kind of describe the game most, so... Um, don't know if I'd recommend it over, you know, the dearth of other games out there that, you know, are available for you to play, but might be your thing. Um, And then lastly, this one's kind of weird because we get one of these every once in a while. The biggest example being Rocket League, but this is a game 
that is debuting on the PlayStation Essentials platform. So, you know, they're really trying to get that immediate install base uh, into it because this is a multiplayer style game, much like Rocket League. Uh, and it is called Divine Knockout or DKO. It seems like they're really trying to push that abbreviation. But uh, this is from Redbeard Games. Looks to be their first game. Uh, published by High Res Studios, who also did uh, Smite. Seems to be their other big game. So, um, this is a... They, it's, they describe it as a 3D platform brawler, um, which m- looking at a little bit of gameplay... Uh, it's obvious that they're trying to be a 3D Super Smash Brothers, um, but you're fighting as different gods slash mythical creatures. So, you know, think Hercules, uh, Athena, Thor, King Arthur, Amaterasu, uh, that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's an interesting concept, and I did watch a little bit of a gameplay video. Obviously, since it's not out yet, there's not a ton of it, but... I think this is an interesting concept and a good, you know, there's always so many subgenres out there that are just waiting to get breached. You know, Battle Royale was definitely one of them that was just kind of this weird genre that someone, you know, just figured out and, and did and it got huge. So obviously we all know how big platform brawlers are and Smash Brothers being the king of them all. And so there is room, I think, for a 3D one of these to work. But I got to say, Nick, after watching a little bit of the gameplay, I, I don't think this is it. Um... You know, not to judge something too quickly, but it just looks very, very shallow. Not a lot of depth to the gameplay with, you know, basic three-hit combos and things like that. It's, it's really the art style that does it for me. Is like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just very simplistic and just not very, not very attractive looking. No, like, all the characters, point. you know, the characters don't have a lot of personality to them. They're, like, all the same size. You know, they might just be having, like, different skins that look like it. You know, they look like they have different skins on. Controls look floaty, um, which in a game like this, I got it. Like, part of the reason I feel like Super Smash Brothers is so effective is because it's, A, it's, you know, it's easy to pick up and, you know, it takes a long time to master. So your standard five-year-old, my five-year-old son can play it, right? Where he's jumping and he can, like, hit a guy because it's just a 2D plane. He doesn't have to worry about trying to, like, line up with the third the third stick or the other stick to, to worry about, you know, the camera. And so watching a little bit of gameplay like this, there's just a lot of missed attacks, a lot of, you know, dashing a, a like into somebody and then falling off the platform. It just, it didn't seem like the controls are there yet, but I do think that this is a genre that we could see something come from it maybe in the next couple of years. And this will be like one of those first, first examples of it that maybe just didn't take off crazy mm-hmm. about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think it's I do think it is a good smart idea for them to release this on PlayStation Essentials though. If it has a shot in a prayer, it's through that. No, you know, it's not going to get $10 purchases to to populate the game enough. So, we'll see. But those are the three games we're getting for the month of December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I think just even, you know, you could put Mass Effect and then two turds out there and, and you'd be like, all right, it's not a bad movie. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, it's, it's okay. All right. So moving on, PlayStation Blog announced a new feature. It is called PlayStation Tournaments. This is on PS5 only. And this is straight from the blog. It says, today we're thrilled to roll out our first official PlayStation tournaments for PS5 featuring Guilty Gear Strive, NBA 2K3, and FIFA 23. You can now play and compete to win prizes across a range of special events, challenges, leaderboard competitions, and more with our global PS5 community. 
Between December 1st and January 31st, you can take part in the PlayStation Tournament's Win-A-Thon on both PS5 and PS4 consoles. Oh, oh, why are they? Why did they say initially just PS5? Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there are tons of exciting prizes to offer, including cash, PS5 consoles, and new DualSense Edge controllers. Ooh. And then they break down kind of the... The how you get into it, how do you how you sign up, and then what you'll see on your you know on your front page about how you can get into these tournaments, and then you'll you know play and win and rank mm-hmm. up and possibly win prizes. Um, I know John, the the initial three games is not our jam, but what do you think about this feature overall? Well, I got a couple different I. Th- thoughts and feelings on it i think um you know it's not surprising in the least you know playstation has really really pushed this esports initiative it seems in the past couple of years especially during the jim ryan era yeah. you know per- they bought oh, okay you're gonna say what i was just gonna say right purchasing evo right <laughs> yes. you know the the biggest fighting tournament in the world is you know a huge push into that space so it's only natural that they would you know continue down that path and and try and incorporate it into their ecosystem as a whole and i think that idea in and of itself is is fantastic i mean who doesn't want the opportunity to do the thing they love and, and get more things from mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, like you said, you know, these three games, not for us, but I do like the idea of tournaments. That being said, you know, for so for me, right, my game that I would want to see in tournaments is Rocket League, right? That's, that's the competitive game that I play the most. Mm-hmm. I play, I've probably put, I've put over a thousand hours into this game, you know, so far, and I am a high diamond player, low champ almost. Ooh. Well, yeah, I'm saying that like, oh, I'm a badass, but also, I don't have a fucking shot or a prayer to win any of these tournaments, man. <laughs> There's no chance that, like, if I go into one of these things, you know, I'm going to get just stomped by, you know, these supersonic legend players or whoever. Mm-hmm. It's just, I would be very curious to see if Sony has some sort of system in place or plans to kind of ensure that. Those who want to play in tournaments are, are not just consistently getting stomped by the same, you know, high-level players. And maybe there is no solution to that. Maybe it's just like, well, you want to fucking win, bud? Get good. That's what competitions are. That's what <laughs> tournaments are. Like, you know, if you enter a tournament, expect to win. So maybe there's not, <clears throat> there's nothing like that. But I will say until, like, if, if a Rocket League tournament comes around, I'm going to do it. I just don't expect anything to come from it. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I, again, I can't – it's, it's kind of like PlayStation Stars. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me in any way. It's just more – it's investing more into the ecosystem to, you know, keep people excited about being a PlayStation member, and, and I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it just it adds increased stakes. Like, that's, that's, always, yeah. that's always nice to not just be playing another match of Rocket League or another match of Warzone or whatever. It's just right. like now there's a little more stakes to it. And, you know, whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter as long as you're having a good time. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's neat. That's a good point. I mean, you know, again, not to keep taking this back to Rocket League, but if you're familiar with the game, you know, you have your casual matches and you have your comp- competitive matches, which is where your ranking comes in. So usually when I play, I'll play like one or two casuals to just get, you know, iron out the kinks and then go into comp so that I can get my rankings. But, you know, the real draw every single day for me and my friend that play it is the 10 o'clock doubles tournament. Because like you just said, it's it's increased stakes. Even though it's bullshit digital stakes that don't matter at all, mm-hmm. it's still a little bit of an extra thing where it feels 
feels better to win. It feels better to get further into it where, you know, you get to the end of that tournament. You're like, okay, this fucking let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, we're ready to do it. And so, yeah, to actually have like a dual sense edge on the line. Oh, man, you can get so fucking pumped if you yeah. want. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. I, like, if, yeah, if one of our games comes to it and I will definitely check it out and, and see how the see how the feature yeah. works within the PlayStation ecosystem within the system. So. What were the uh, what were the three games again, Nick? Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, NBA 2K3, and FIFA 23. Okay. What do you think? Month monthly rotations or like quarterly rotations? You think? That's a good for, question. For I I don't know, and I don't know like if the game if the game requires a PS5 SKU, then Rocket League, get on mm-hmm. that PS5 SKU. Um, that seems like a game though. It's like like Fortnite. Does Fortnite need a PS5? Actually, I think Fortnite probably does. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're probably, yeah. I mean, that's probably, Fortnite will be one, and Call of Duty will definitely be uh-huh. one, because um, those are very integrated into Sony, and they're very profitable for Sony, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a lot, you know, obviously, they've said they've had, I think, I, I can't remember the number, but these, like, 12, I think it's 12 live service games coming down the pipe that are from them in the next five years, so obviously, this is probably... Uh, getting the the groundwork laid for some of those to be launched into it. I know they have a the second party relationship with that new Deviation Studios, which has a lot of former Call of Duty people. So, you know, if they can incorporate more of their games into it, it's yeah, it's, it, I'm sure they would like to do that. So this is probably just getting people familiar with it. Use the biggest games possible right now to just get interest, and then they can eventually, you know, like Street Fighter Six, that kind of stuff. You know, yep. we'll see. yeah, for but, sure, for sure. Yep. All right, and then uh, speaking of Call of Duty, John. Yeah. So, uh, this is, you know, sorry, Mark, uh, I know my opinions are, are amazing, and I have really good game taste, but I did unfortunately decide to play a little bit of Call of Duty, much to uh, how I don't typically digest games, but, you know, <laughs> Warzone 2 just came out, uh, it's free, I have uh, my Rocket League buddy, he's a big Call of Duty guy too, he's the guy that I played <laughs> Call of Duty with in college like we all did. What's the um, install so- size? Uh, I think it's like 105. It's something, it's something dumb. I had to delete stuff, and it made me upset. But, um, so yeah, I decided to jump into Warzone. I, you know, first and foremost, I have. I will say, I am a very, very limited battle royale player. I never got into Fortnite. I never got into PUBG. I played maybe before Warzone 2. I would say five total battle royal matches so i'm not experienced in the least but i just wanted to kind of talk about my experience with it a little bit because there are some you know pretty good highs and and some some lows and just wanted to kind of get my opinion out there but uh so just you know first and foremost the the pros of the game I don't think I don't think I need to explain what a battle royal is anymore, but just in case, you know, it's it's basically last man standing. And so, me and my friend, we've been doing doubles where you you go in, you launch into this massive map uh, as a team of two with about 150 other people, and obviously you want to be the last one to get to to be standing. And it's been a lot of fun, you know, when you you launch into this map. First and foremost, it's you know, you, you get into some open world games and the worlds feel massive, but there's something about this where the fact that, you know, I have so much experience with a Call of Duty team deathmatch style map and the size of it that every single time I launch into this map, I am just kind of blown <laughs> away by how big it is. And knowing that there's 160 people inhabiting it and I come across maybe two of them in the in the first 15 minutes is, is kind of both cool and frustrating at the same time. Um <laughs> 
But, you know, it, it does kind of lean, I feel like, a little bit more on the impressive. And then when you think about how how big this place is and all the buildings that are in there, you can go into every single building. There's usually loot and, and different things to open in every single one. It's quite technically impressive, and I can understand why there are so many people that play these kind of games as they do. Um, you know, and again, like I said, there's a lot of pros to this. Um, one of the other big, you know, things about these kind of games is there's this circle that keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller that if you're outside the circle, you're going to die slowly. So it encourages you to right, to stay close to other people so that as the amount of uh, people in the game get smaller, the uh, circle gets smaller. So there's a little more action. And, and that's honestly just... On a, as an inherent gameplay mechanic, it's it's pretty it's pretty smart because every single match, every single one, inevitably is going to have awesome, intense moments, um, which is good because you know you're going to have to to you know fight your way out of situations, and, and that does feel good. But that being said, I have found in my experience, and I've probably played I would say 15 to 20 matches. The bona fide easiest best way to get far in these things is to hide and to just not <laughs> not find people every single time i've gotten i think top 20 two or three times and both times i don't think i killed a single person i don't think i came across a single person until the very very Ugh. end and i got snuck up by somebody and that was it and it's, so it's like okay i was having fun i'm i'm like my heart's beating a little fast because i see this circle getting smaller i'm i'm constantly vigilant i'm with my friend we're kind of talking and it's fun we're communicating but then it ends that way and it just gets so unfulfilling. And then you just start to question yourself, why am I playing this? What is the point? What am I am I gaining anything? Am I leveling up? Am I and, and really the answer to all these things is no. And I know that you know somebody out there is like, well, you can you can increase your loadout and you can increase the, the guns that you have when you do this thing. It's like, I don't care, man. Like I don't want to have one match every thirty times that I get, you know, one thing. Because it's not like your typical games that you well I, I don't know if that's the, typical is the right word, but you know when you when you lose a match and you have to go out, it takes probably a good ten minutes to get back into another match. And it's not, I think, a fault of the game. It's it's a fault of the way that these are designed. There's 160 people that they need to match up to get into servers to you know to get loaded in, and, and that just takes a long, long time. And so it gets frustrating when you have these matches that sometimes go 30 minutes and those are fun but sometimes you 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 drop in you drop in next to one you dr next to a guy he kills you immediately and then you have to just do this whole fucking thing again and it just <laughs> it, it just feeds this loop at least for me as a single player primary primarily single player gamer who wants to get through things who has a backlog it just it doesn't do enough to keep me invested to want to keep going um Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can see why it's a huge draw. Um, one thing that I do also, sorry, but I, I forgot to mention this, that is kind of cool is this idea of the gulag, um, which I don't know if this has been a battle royal thing for a while or if this is new to 2.0. But, you know, if you do die, you have an opportunity to come back where you kind of go in this 2v2 uh, small team deathmatch style game with a pistol or shotgun. And if you kill the other team, you get to launch back into the map. Um and that's again it's it's a cool idea but i think it can be executed a little bit better because one of the most frustrating things about this and this is i think a duo's problem only is if you are with your your teammate right these maps are so so big it's honestly hard to stay 
directly next to your teammate because there's so many buildings, so much loot, you want to keep exploring. And so inevitably, if you don't stay with two people, one of you dies, right? They go to the gulag. Now they have to win their gulag fight. Let's say they do. Then they launch back in. By the time they've launched back in, you die. Now you go back in. You do your gulag thing. <laughs> you die. Now you're just sitting there spectating, watching your friend. And I just – I feel like there should almost be a way where it's like if you die – you know, you can select amount of time that passes before while well, you can like potentially wait for your friend to die as well, right? So that when you go into the gulag, you're matched with your partner, your friend, your person that you partied up with that you obviously are wanting to play with because we're not playing duos to then go play solos. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's got to be a way to try and stay together a little bit better. And I don't know the solution to that. It's just something that I kind of had a problem with because – yeah, and that's, again, that's probably <laughs> is what they would tell you. It's like, well, because I, I get it. Like, you don't want people to say, well, I'm going to wait for my gulag buddy and then not have to go into the gulag and then wait for another 50 people to die and then only to come back in because you're like, I get it. There's balancing issues and things, but um, I don't know. It, it, you know, and these might be a lot of my own personal things kind of bleeding into this. Um, but uh, I did want to give it a good shake because it is uh, – I don't know if you saw this stat, Nick, but – um, I think we reported last week, God of War Ragnarok sold 5.1 million copies in its first week, making it the, the fastest fastest selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. Great stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Warzone had 25 million people in its first week. That's <laughs> that's the level of that's that's the Call of Duty level that we're talking about, guys. That's why Sony is so fighting tooth and nail with this Activision deal. That it, it's you know there's this. You cannot underestimate how powerful this game is. And so I had to jump in. I had to check it out. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to keep going forward with it with rare, rare exception. I did play a match last night. Hated it, um, you know, <laughs> with, with my friend. And then I was like, yeah, no, man, I'm, I did one. I'm like, yep, nope, didn't work. Going to play God of War. I'm going to go actually have so, do something that respects my time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I went on a little rambling there. I mean, do you? is there any, any questions you have, Nick? Is there anything? about it that that interests you or anything like that no we're we're in the same boat uh the the gulag was in the first war zone it was okay um and yeah i'm with you it's the the gameplay loop is just never been satisfying and that's not exclusive to war zone that's all of them of the yeah you could launch into a big map maybe find someone maybe get some kills or maybe you just die and yep. then have to do it all over again and i think the gulag helps with that like you because you, you can get back in as in with other games you're just out the second you die if your team can't revive you uh and i can't i just can't do it i'd rather just play a standard call of duty match at that point and get yeah. the quick the instant feedback of oh okay that guy killed me i'm back in the match like instantly so well- you know, when you think about competitive games, right, the reason you're playing a competitive game is to win, right? I, th- I think we can all agree that we're trying to win. And there are only, what, like 0.75% of all players who enter a Warzone match that end up winning. So, you you know, by design, you're just kind of expecting failure. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's it, again, it's fun, but it's just, it's not very fulfilling, I feel like, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. But, you don't have yeah. to like it. We're, no. we're, and as we've said before, we're no Call of Duty experts here, you know. No. Yeah. So every yeah, please, please everybody, especially you, Mark, you're my favorite. Please everybody, uh, <laughs> take what I say with a grain of salt, um, because I am not an experienced Call of Duty guy. I'm not really a first-person shooter guy, uh, but I do uh, enjoy video games enough that I feel like I needed a little, little bit more knowledge of this thing. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't such a large install install size, I might keep it on my console. But it. 
its days are probably numbered. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not surprising. No, <laughs> not surprising. No. All right. So moving on, uh, we've been doing this podcast for about six months now, and as everyone listening, uh, they they've heard kind of our story during those six months. Our you know our gaming, what we've been doing, what we've been playing. But there is this large gap of knowledge before the podcast that mm-hmm. people don't know. And one of them that I wanted to touch upon, because we just hit two years of PlayStation 5, and uh, a friend of mine just got a PlayStation 5, and he's been like, I've been waiting two years for this. He's like, I've been, I've been wanting one so bad. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting, because I've had it since launch. John right. and I have had it since launch. And so I just wanted to quickly go over how we got our PS5s. Um, I don't know if it's the most exciting story, but you know we did get them at launch we, that that mm-hmm. day. So yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> for those who were you know are entrenched in the the space like we are, obviously we are probably refreshing the like blog that PlayStation every ten minutes. You know, making sure uh, that we're up to date with all of our stuff. But as you guys can probably imagine, when the console was launching, we were I don't know every every minute we were probably checking the shit <laughs> to make to make sure that. You know, when inevitably this thing dropped, uh, that we were, we would get our hands on some, and uh, you might remember this better than I do, Nick. But I, yeah. I believe the first thing that really kind of came out about getting the consoles was Sony announced that there was a queue that you could register for to mm-hmm. basically enter their direct website in order to secure your PlayStation Five. Correct. Yep. I woke up before work. It was like six in the morning. And I, as John mentioned, <laughs> we're always just checking for news because we're in the it's in the hype cycle. I think it's like it's got to be either like September or August. Yeah, and the console was... launched in November. Yep. And it was just a, just the link that you would provide your email address, and the, and you get the chance to get one. And I immediately remember filling it, putting my email in. Putting it in again just to make sure, and then I remember sending John the link that morning, and I think you responded like almost instantly. You were up to, and you're just like, "Yep." Oh yeah, like <laughs> like you said, man. It was just high alert for like three months. It was it was probably honestly just stressful on our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember how much time it passed. I think it was October. We had found out that yes, we both were going to get into the first batch mm-hmm. of being able to get in the queue to buy a PlayStation 5. And I remember the time window was like, it was like, what, one o'clock at work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, a yeah. weekday? Yeah. I'm using PTO. I don't care. Whatever we got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, obviously, that day comes. I, again, it was a day in October. I don't remember that. Um, and you would you would have to sign in with your PlayStation ID and you would instantly be put into a queue. And I guess most people are familiar with this now because this kind of seems to be the thing for everything now, not yeah. just, you know, PlayStations, you know, concert tickets, whatever. And I remember John got in first, and I believe your wait was 45 minutes? Yep, 45 minutes. And then I signed in right after you, and my wait was 16 minutes. Yep. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. And so... And, and, and of course, Reddit's blowing up at this point of people, you know, talking about getting in and whatnot. And they're like, just because you get in doesn't mean you you guaranteed one. Yeah. No, like, and I'm so I'm sitting here fucking sweating bullets <laughs> because like the number one thing I feel like I remember us kind of feeling was like, 
I just don't want one of us to get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, like, because then it's just going to be a constant daily thing of coming into work and immediately being pissed off. Because one of us is going to be like, dude, there's this, and there's this, and yeah. it's amazing, and there's this, and there's this. And, uh, you know, inevitably the other one will just be wanting to punch the, punch you in the face. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, you got your 16, your beautiful 16 minutes, uh, yeah. got got right into the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you did you you bought a, you bought a console. Did you get anything extra? I got the headset, the Pulse three D Pulse headset. Right. So the console and the extra headset. Yep. The disc version. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and then I had to just sit there for another thirty <laughs> minutes praying, <laughs> praying that whatever this random Reddit user said that might not have been true at all. I don't know, but you know, you're you're willing to believe anything at this point. Yeah. And uh, you know, because and, yeah, but, people people were getting into the queue and then getting to the store and then the items were being sold out. Like you couldn't add. You know the digital version of the PlayStation right. into your card anymore, um, and, and I think like that, that was part of it, right? Because I, I believe when the console was coming out, Sony said that ten percent of all consoles they were making were the digital ones. They really, they really weren't manufacturing it one for one. It was it was more of a smaller item. I don't know if they had internal data saying they weren't going to sell as much or what, but I think so. There's a lot of those people who wanted the digital one that were going on there, and then saying ah, it's sold out or whatever the case. But mm-hmm. you know, needless extra stress that I didn't need at that point, <laughs> regardless. But. But, you know, as you guys can obviously infer, we, we both managed to secure them. Uh, we were very, very, very excited at that point, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and making sure that, you know, uh, addresses were correct, delivery windows were in place. We had our time off at work requested because obviously, you know, we were not going to be at work on the day that this thing dropped. Yep. A, because we had to play it, but B, we wanted to make sure we received it. Yeah. Yep, and, yep. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, for me... The day it came was almost just as stressful as the the day of picking it up, and and there's probably people out there listening right now. They're like, John, don't be such a pussy. Like, stress. Why are you stressed? Like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but again, you know, we we have a video game podcast, guys. This is kind of a big deal. And uh, <laughs> well, we didn't at the time. <laughs> no, we didn't. But like, you know, obviously we do now, and and so you know how much we we care about this hobby, and. Uh, yeah, and so you know, we knew that the the console would be arriving by FedEx, and I believe once again, I believe you got yours first, Nick, right? Yeah, I did want to quickly add is so I had sure. the days off for this, okay, and then the weekend before, my partner got COVID. She <laughs> she got COVID the weekend before the PlayStation Five came out, oh. and so. That was stressful on its own. I ended yeah. up having to just take the whole, the, a lot more time off than I was planning on. Well, so, and also remember, this is 2020 COVID. This yeah. is 2022 <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yeah, you know? yeah, this is don't. when we actually didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I had that on top of it. And, yeah, I did get it before you because I sent you the picture yep. of it on my floor uh, before. So... Once again, poor John. <laughs> well, I, and, and again, I don't, if my memory serves me correct, I think this was like 11 o'clock. You probably got yours, something like yeah. that. And, yeah. and around noon, you know, I'm the, I'm the dog at the window, right? I am the guy <laughs> that's just staring out the window waiting. Uh, around noon, I see way down. <laughs> I'm literally looking down my long fucking street. I see, I see, a, I see a white truck. I was like, oh, is that a FedEx truck? And it was. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Here comes my package, and it pulls up to my house. It stops right outside the front of my house. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm so excited. And they walk to the other side of the street. I'm like, okay, I'm the second guy. That's fine. They go back in the truck and they drive away. 
just, and again, I just am a little lost puppy in the window, just so, 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 so sad. Um, but I think it was probably about two hours later, another FedEx truck came. It was mine. Uh, I didn't even have to sign for it, so that was nice. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, Nick. You know, I'm, I'm 33. Well, I know how old you are, but I'm 33. I don't get kid excited for things right i I don't i don't go like start jumping around and and i fucking did that for when i got that console i literally started (laughs) jumping up and down and squealing um that's how excited i was because yeah you know console day is like console day to me is is the embodiment of how christmas felt as a seven-year-old kid it's mm-hmm. just you cannot contain it. You're so happy. You're so ready to just devour this new, new thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, I immediately opening it, feeling the controller, doing Astrobot. It, it, you know, I could immediately uh, see why this thing was special. And you know, two years later, um, did you did you have any fears that yours might have been bricked at all? Always. There were reports uh, of those too. Always. <laughs> um, well, and and I, this is kind of a little bit past. Uh, launch stories, but it, it not really is. You know, I also pre-ordered when I got the console. I got Demon Souls, Sackboy, and Call of Duty. I think. And uh, you know, it's funny after my Call of Duty story, talk about how I don't play it. That's how. That's how much self-control I have, guys. I just get things. And um, and I remember, you know, Demon Souls was the game that I really wanted to play. You know, I loved I loved the Soul series, as you guys know, and I wanted to see how it looked on the console. And I put it in. And it just would not oh, that's install. Right. <laughs> it just it, it would it would get to the install screen and it just wouldn't fucking load itself in. And so I thought, okay, I have a bad disc or whatever the case. Again, this is launch day, so I'm like, fuck it. I bought Demon Souls digitally, right? I'm like, I'm just gonna get it digitally. I don't care. I want to play it today. I'll return uh, Demon Souls even if I just have to get my GameStop credit. I don't care. And then that didn't work. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, what the hell? This is digital. So I, at, at that point, I, I thought I did think I was like, oh god damn it, something's fuck, something's wrong with the system. What do I do? Did of course your little internet sleuthing and just found out that I just had to kind of reset my PlayStation one more time, like hard factory reset it, and then that worked. So I don't know what that was all about. Uh, it hasn't <laughs> happened since, but yeah, you know, I think it's just some of those little little first console kinks that you gotta iron out. But. Uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, but nothing, nothing but smooth sailing from that. I mean, I, I think that the first two years have been absolutely great. I think uh, you know people were a little hard on it. Uh, the launch, like first year or whatnot, um, you know, seemed like people were being a little bit hard on it. Maybe because there were some a little more cross generational things than we were typically used to. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, two years, uh, two years strong, and I, I have no doubts that the next you know five years are going to be equally awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was we were very fortunate <laughs> that we ended up getting it at launches again. You know, yeah. it, was, it was the craziness uh, continued of you know scalpers and just everyone just having to fight tooth and nail at Amazon, Best Buy, you know, all the big retailers here in the states and and just you know coming up empty all the time and just. Here, me and John are like, woo! Yeah, Yay! <laughs> yeah I, wonder, I really wonder, like, if, if neither of us got it that day, I wonder how long it would have taken us. Because, you know, like your friend, right, saying that he really, really wanted one. I just, I feel like I've seen him a, a decent amount uh, mm-hmm. over the past two years. And, like, I, I wonder, would I have just really fought tooth and nail to get one, or would I have just went to eBay and spent $800? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But, uh, 
didn't have to worry about it, thank God. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. All right, that's that. Let's move on. All right. Are we uh, are we are we madnessing right now, Nick? Is we it are time? we are madnessing. It is uh, it is time, guys. We are in the final eight. All right, these are big heavy hitters. These are the ones that you wouldn't expect to lose any single matchup. We are in the final eight of the PlayStation Pals franchise madness, and so we're gonna go through the first half of the Elite Eight, Nick. And uh, you know we're gonna have to kill some babies, unfortunately, man. I think there's gonna you know you're gonna be upset about some stuff, but we gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> All right, so. I would say the overall number one seed, God of War, hot off a you know uh, generation-defining game. It seems like uh, I don't know if anybody can take Kratos down, but we'll see. It might be our furry, metally Lombax and Ratchety Robotty friend Ratchet and Clank taking on God of War. Can the little Lombax can he dethrone the guy who somehow killed Zeus? Can that happen? <laughs> Uh, uh, you weigh in on this first, John. Is there a chance? No, there's not a chance. But (laughs) I think it's a fight. I think it's... I think Ratchet and Clank is the embodiment of video game fun to me. I think that... You know, they they have a very cartoonish art style that's fun, that's vibrant, that's wacky, zany, amazing guns. The series has always had some of the most fun uh, with guns that I've ever had in games, you know, because you're not Mm -hmm. using your standard, you know, assault rifles or whatever. You're using a bouncer that throws out this mine that explodes into other mines that ricochets off people. You're using, you know, a a sheep gun that turns enemies into sheep or a disco ball that makes everybody (laughs) dance and like all these just zany things that just, you know, you can't can't help but smile and let's not forget to talk about how these are some of the i mean at least rift apart is one of the most gorgeous looking games i've ever seen Mm -hmm. looks like a full-fledged pixar movie but all that being said uh god of war is a bona fide masterpiece top to bottom uh it's going to take it's going to take something truly truly uh, you know, top tier, and Ratchet and Clank is maybe not on that top echelon. They're not making the Mount Rushmore of PlayStation. They're, <laughs> you know, they're the second, the second fiddle probably. And so, I think Kratos has to take this one. Um, probably not to a shock of anybody, at least on my point, my my standpoint. I'm not sh- not sure if you agree, but I, I think <laughs> no, you probably do. I definitely agree. Again, we're on the heels of, <laughs> and you're currently in yeah. playing a God of War game right now. It yeah, is it's really not the- fair that we did this during this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is obviously one of the greatest games of this year, and definitely one of the greatest games on PS5. Um, as as you mentioned, Ratchet and Clank is is a great franchise. It is probably the most purest fun franchise. Like you're not like God of War Ragnarok's going. You're going to get frustrated at some points in some of these fights. Yep. You'll never get frustrated in the Ratchet and Clank game. They're just so no. much fun and just a visual spectacle of. of and great animation, great great weapons as you as you touched on, and yeah, it's as you said, it's just not it's just not up there with God of War, but no, still it's still and, great. Yeah, and and you know I I think uh, you know Ratchet and Clank developed by Insomniac. I I think that's just Insomniac's bread and butter. Is they just know what makes games fun. I haven't I haven't dived into or dove dived. I don't know dove into Sunset Overdrive as much as you have, but I know that is also just another pure fun mm-hmm. game. Spider-Man, 
pure fun. Like they just know how to make games feel good, how to look good, and how to play good. Not to mention how fucking fast that studio churns games out. Like they are, you know, they are something special over there in Insomniac. So no, no mm-hmm. shade thrown to them. Uh, they just unfortunately ran into the number one seed uh, of, I would say, the tournament probably. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Out of four, final four. All right, and then the other one, um, and maybe this isn't as hard as I thought this was going to be between these two matchups, but we have uh, the uh, upcoming hit HBO show, uh, Joel and Ellie, Masterpiece, The Last of Us, um, some of the greatest narrative storytelling in video games history, uh, going against, uh, you know, we've already kind of mentioned mentioned them a little bit this show, uh, Sweet Tooth and Axel going against (laughs) Twisted Metal. So, you know, probably, again, not on the same kind of level but twisted metal is is one of those og playstation franchises they they really helped usher in the popularity of the console and was one of the most important franchises of that generation do they have does sweet tooth have a chance of bashing joel in the face with a golf club is that possible no no yeah it's just it's it's been too long since it's been yep even relevant but it, it like We've talked about it. It also has a show coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if the franchise itself makes a return in some form. I agree. I uh, I think Twisted Metal is one of the most interesting franchises going forward. Not in the sense for me personally, but I'm curious how PlayStation is going to handle it. Because I think there is something to be said about certain genres of games that are just dated at this point. That, that mm-hmm. are kind of that were fun when consoles and things were a little bit more limited but with technology advancing like it is and um you know just gameplay mechanics getting more and more complex i don't know if a straight up vehicular combat game that is sold for 70 dollars has the chance to be successful in this landscape but i think in the in the landscape of free-to-play games with cosmetics with if you can make it wacky and fun there is a chance. I just wonder if a all-vehicle game is the thing to do it. I almost think they need to reinvent the franchise and have a way to get out of the cars or something. Because I can just see... I feel like free-to-play games, for good or worse, are kind of... They rest on the shoulders of, like, 9 to... 17 year olds and maybe that's wildly wrong i don't know but i feel like they're kind of the group that really can get behind something and just make it like what they get to their parents they say i need these things i need to purchase this stuff i need to play with my friends i need to you know socialize outside of school and if they can figure out a way to make twisted metal something that can occupy a little bit of that mind share i think it could be successful i just don't know i don't know if that's an easy road to go down right now sure Sure, sure. So it's not going away. That's for sure. And no, no, not if they have show plans. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, that's so. That's the first of the lead. I mean, Nick, do you want to go into the other two? I mean, we could. It's up um, to you. Um. I think our next topic is going to take a while. So you're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> smart. That's smart. We'll so, save. So yeah, we'll save the the next elite eight for next episode, and then. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we do both Final Fours and then the finale, or if we save the finale for a, a final thing, but uh, we're getting there, folks. We'll, yep. By the end of the year, we will have we'll have a champion. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so speaking of that next topic, as, as we mentioned, PlayStation 5 has been out for two years, so I think it's finally time that we have the show's top 10 PS5 games. So if anyone ever comes to us and goes, oh, I just got a PS5, and we're like, well, here you go. These are the games that we're <laughs> going to tell you you should be playing on it. 
So how it's going to work is uh, we're each going to say a game that we off of our list, and then we'll decide if it's a lock, like there's no way this game is moving, mm-hmm. or we'll just add it to the list. And then once we have our 10, uh, we will argue for swaps. All I right. like it. I like it. So I'm just going to, I'll start things off and we'll just say oh, wait, God of War, what? <laughs> real real quick, there has to be a PS5, PS5 oh, yes. skew, skew for it to qualify. So yes. no no PS4 games that you can simply play on the on the PS5. Correct, yes, yeah. yes. If yeah. it doesn't have a PS5 skew, then it does not count. So yes. again, I'll just stick, start things off. God of War Ragnarok is going to be on this list and it is a lock. Lock at it. <laughs> yep, that one right. cannot be moved. Yeah. All right, John. All right. What, are, what are you? What are you bringing next? Uh, Hades. Yeah. <laughs> Hades. Uh, you know, if if you guys were, if we had a podcast last year, this would have been the game that I wouldn't been able to shut up about. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a roguelike for those who are familiar with that genre, where you're kind of, much like Returnal, you're kind of starting starting a run, uh, gaining abilities, getting as far as you can, and then inevitably going to lose, where you lose all that stuff and you kind of have to start again. So, if you're unfamiliar with that genre, uh, I can see how that could immediately confuse somebody or maybe turn them off from the series but uh if you stick with this game if you give this game everything that it it wants you to give it it's 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 one of those games that would make a perfect games list it does Mm -hmm. everything flawlessly i couldn't get enough of it i platinumed it and wanted more i i basically platinumed it on my switch and uh i cannot wait for what supergiant does next because they are masters of what they do yep i i agree with you and uh, I don't think we're going to have a lot of indie games on this list, so I do. I think we should lock this one in, too. Perfect. I, I will yeah, fight I don't you think you're going to argue with me uh, No, that. I will kill you. I, you <laughs> this, this podcast is done today. <laughs> All right. So that is a lock. Um, and I think this one game is also going to be a lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Astrobot's Playroom. A game <laughs> that comes with the PS5. Just a great, great, fantastic game. It's going to come up later in the show. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's so great. It's so happy. It's so, it's just it's such a great pack-in game. Like I, I never, it's still one of my favorite games on the on the PlayStation Five. So well, like we said with with Ratchet, you know, there are just games out there that are just pure joy, pure fun. This is definitely one of those. Um, and I think if we're making a list to instruct people on these are the things to play on your new console, I think it has to be a lock simply from the fact that it is a pack-in. You do not have to pay for it. It is there. It's installed. You don't. Yeah, you don't even have to install it. So you're honestly only doing yourself a disservice if you have not gone through that game. It's also very, very quick. It's I think you can platinum in in about five hours. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, you're, 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 you're only hurting yourself by not playing it for sure. Okay, good. All right. Uh, all right, next, um, you know, this is a lock for me, but I could see maybe, Nick, if you don't want to lock it in. And, and there I would, I think, be an asterisk on this as well, but Elden Ring, um, <laughs> you know, it just based on on the reception of this game, um, I think even if you are not a Souls person, this game had such universal acclaim. Um, you know, we'll obviously talk about it later in the year when we're talking about our Game of the Year uh, nominations, but... It's it's just something special. It's it 
redefine slash you know move forward the open world genre um it has some of the best combat in games to me some of the best boss fights um and it's i think the best example of the Souls series so um you know there's there's even another souls game that i think could make this top 10 that maybe we'll get to i don't know but <laughs> i think this is the this is the the probably I mean, it's the highest-rated open critic game on the console as well, so that's saying something. But um, would you put it in the top ten, Nick? Even though I know it's not your jam, would you at least <laughs> say it should be there? Um, I will add it. I will not lock it in because, again, yeah. I didn't play it. Uh, yeah. And I definitely agree with everything you're saying. You're talking the Game of the Year candidate, mm-hmm. you know, so in the play- PS5's lifetime. So, yeah, we can add it. It'll, it'll probably be on there uh, when we're said and done with this thing. But, yeah, we... But again, I think, you know, definitely, even if it does make the top 10, definitely have an asterisk on it to say, hey, know what you're getting into. Because it is long, it is big, it is hard, it is not for the the casual gamer that likes FIFA and Call of Duty. Long, big, and hard. I love it. <laughs> yes. That's the, you should name the episode that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, speaking of Game of the Year candidates, I, I definitely think it takes two... Yep. is unique enough yep. they won game of the year last year uh me and john had such a great time with it i think it kind of a little bit overstays its welcome i think it's just a little bit too long but yeah we had a great time and I, like i said it's 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 gonna be one of the most unique games on our list here a, a two-person co-op uh platforming Gosh, what didn't you do in that game? <laughs> yeah, you, you had a literal 2D fighting game on top of a plane, a biplane uh, against a squirrel. Yes. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah the, I, I wholeheartedly agree with this pick. Um, I think it's, you know, as, as we've been in this medium for 40 years, you know, games have a tendency to repeat themselves, have a tendency to kind of rehash some of the same ideas, and It Takes Two was nothing but a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, I never, I honestly can say I've never played anything like it. You know, it, it does the, it captures a little bit of that couch co-op magic that I think a lot of us longtime gamers used to have with our friends playing something next to each other and kind of going through it one one with another. And and then if you also factor in the, the fact that somebody can buy this game and play with their friend for free, yeah. it's really hard not to recommend to somebody. Um, and I definitely think if you got the console, never played this game, uh, it's worth checking out for sure. And it's uh, it was a part of that sale, uh, that recent sale, I think Black Friday one, for 20 bucks with its other game from that studio way out. So if you listen to us and bought that game, you should play it. Yep. It's so amazing. Are we, are, are we confident to lock this in? I, yeah, I, 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 would, uh, I would lock it in for sure. Okay. All right, what's next? All right. Uh, so I think uh, I'm going to have to pick Miles Morales. Um, <laughs> what's that? What's that about? <laughs> so on my list, I have Spider-Man Remastered. You're, you're going uh, to suggest. Okay. You're going to have to argue why Miles Morales no, no. Is, is, is the pick over Spider-Man Remastered. No, this is interesting. This is good. This will be a good conversation. Um <laughs> So, it's just a better game. Done. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think Miles Morales is a refinement on the the Spider-Man PS4 game. Um, as somebody, and you know, I know you can't touch me with this, Nick, I have played these games to no end. My son was obsessed with both of these games for a long time. I probably, I, I literally have over 200 hours in each of them. Um, and I think that Miles Morales is just a better 
tighter experience. Um, you know, obviously you're going to get a, a tiny bit of improvement in visuals. It was made directly for the PS5 as opposed to Spider-Man that was upresed for it. So it, I think it does look a little bit better. Uh, I enjoy Miles much more as a character. I think he's got a lot of depth to him. Um, and, you know, you got to get that dynamic with uh, him and Finn. Um, that I, I feel like, you know, you definitely get with Peter in the in the first one, but there's just a lot of extra filler, I think. With all the Mary Jane missions that you have to go through, those honestly all fucking suck. All the little puzzles that you have to do, uh, where you have to go back to Dr. Octavius's lab and solve a puzzle, like, those are fine in in bursts, but I towards the end of the game, I find myself kind of just getting annoyed with those. The pipe, and I think, the pipe dream games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fine, but, like, I think you're kind of crazy if you, you're like, yes, I get to do another one of these. Like, the, the, you're just kind of getting through it to, to move the story along. And, um, yeah, so I, I think if I were to recommend a game for somebody who has the PS5, that's going to be the one to play first. And then if they decide that that is something that they enjoyed, which how could it not be? I think Spider-Man would be a perfect thing to get. And also, I'll just, re, or I'll just say that the ultimate edition of Miles Morales does come with the remastered version of uh, Spider-Man. So you mm-hmm. can kind of get both uh, for, you know, two two games for one. But I just, I think Miles is just a, a better all-around experience. Not by a lot. Spider-Man's still great. It's just simply a little bit bloated and those like Mary Jane missions, man, like I just, I just, they take me out of his sofa. And, and like, you know, you even have a Miles mission in the, in the Spider-Man one where you're like trying to sneak away from Rhino. It's just... Not as not as uh, not as all around tight for me, but uh, okay. But yeah, you, yeah, I, I I can get with that. It is a tighter game. It's shorter. It's definitely yeah. It's not as big of a commitment. So yeah, I I can I can see that. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and, and like honestly, if we're just being, you know, if we're if we're being real, the recommendation should just be both of like this should be the Spider-Man games. Like, <laughs> you know, to say to choose one over the other is silly. That's why I think like, you know, yeah, if you, if you want to play both, you haven't played both, definitely get the Ultimate Edition. Um, but either way, um, Spider-Man is incredible, and especially with the second one hopefully coming out next year, um, you know, definitely want to want to make sure you check those out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So are we locking in Spider-Man Miles Morales? Uh, I think so. Okay. Well, yeah. this is our fifth lock. I mean, you know, and, and you know, we can unlock a lock. If we get to 10, we're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, true. shit, we got that's a true. bunch of stuff. We can unlock a lock. All right. Uh, and then just continuing on the Sony first party train, I, I think it's fairly obvious Horizon Forbidden West should also be on there. Yep. Just the gorgeous, beautiful game. Uh, the story is not as great, but there's just so much to see here. So many different biomes. The, the you know you're in the winter, the jungle, the desert, and you're riding dinosaurs. You're fighting a crazy variety of robot dinosaurs and bats and other. Just it's just an incredible game from front to back and a real a real showcase for the the PS5 as well. Yeah, the. Uh animations in this game are just absolutely absurd the the way that these mechanical creatures they've designed move and operate and attack is is really something um and you know i think you know again part of the reason you get into the sony ecosystem is for sony first party stuff it's to see what 
you know, what sets them apart from their competitors. And Horizon is just a great example of that. It is the best example of the Ubisoft open world formula. So if you love it, hate it, whatever the case, I mean, that's what you're getting with this game. But for those who like it, it can't be done any better, I, I feel. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a franchise that Sony is very, very invested in. We got a VR game coming, a show coming, um, I think an MMO coming. Uh, I think there might even be like some online component thing coming. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's they definitely believe in it a lot. And uh, and yeah, you know, you definitely definitely need to, to play this game if uh, if you have a PS5 for sure. True. All right. Um, let's, I'm going to avoid locking games right now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we're getting toward the end here. So. Well, and obviously we're saying the ones that we like the most, you know, initially. So, like, it'd be weird if we said one that we didn't want to lock before we said one that we wanted to lock. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. so what, we're at six right now? No, you're, you're, this is the eighth game. Eighth, eighth game, but so six with Elden Ring kind of just being a, a potential. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Um Okay. I think that is just a, you know, similar to what we've been saying, uh, it is just a shining example of a highly polished, highly fun uh, video-ass video game that, you know, is is from front to back just going to be a fun time. And um, whether you're a fan of shooters, whether you're a fan of platformers, whether you're a fan of really, I, I feel like this game is genre agnostic. It just doesn't really matter what you're into. It's just going to be fun. Um so yeah, I mean, I would definitely definitely throw Ratchet and Clank on there for you know another first for Sony first party game. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see if it stays. Because okay. <laughs> I do think it is one of the weaker Sony exclusives. Sure. We have a lot already on here. <laughs> sure. So, okay, and and then in that same light, uh, we'll just throw it on there as Returnal. Yeah. You know, house marks, uh, beautiful third person roguelike that got me into roguelikes. Um, just a great feeling game, like it, great bosses, great enemies, and just the tightest controls. I mean, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. You know, John's playing it again. Uh, I'm trying to not. I'm trying to not right now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, before Ragnarok came out, he was playing it again. Yep. So it is again one of those. And the, uh, this is a PS5 only. You cannot play this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Returnal. I think, you know, those who have listened long enough know that I value gameplay over everything. I could get through a game that has a dog shit story with tight gameplay way before I could get through something that with a great story and that feels horrible to play. And uh, there might not be a better example of that than this. It's it's basically, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah, it feels unbelievably good to play that I just want to play it. It's There's very few <laughs> games out there like Hades that when I, I platinum something, and I haven't gotten the platinum on this yet for mean reasons, this game doesn't do trophies very well in my opinion, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to keep going. It just, it's it's perfect. The way it feels is straight up perfect. Does trophies perfectly fine, John? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Nobody wants RNG bullshit, all right? <laughs> it's the one platinum I get to hold over your head. I love it. I know. Num, 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 I, num. I've been working on it, man, all right? <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> all, all right, right, John. You're the tenth and final spot. What, what, are, you, what are you slotting in there? <sighs> no, I'm, like, I'm like doubting my second-guessing myself now. Um, Let me see, let's see. Okay. I mean, it's like, okay, you got The Last of Us, but like, uh, maybe... Uh, um. Stray. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's. I would put it 
and I don't think you're going to agree, so we'll we'll maybe have to you know fight for this last spot a little bit. But I I'm going to say Deathloop. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I thought this game was familiar yet unique in the sense that you know you're playing a first person shooter. You kind of you know you just have to shoot enemies, but the way that the game was designed in this like loop style roguelike esque you know multifaceted thing where you're kind of jumping between different areas and trying to kill these visionaries and learn more and more and come back and and kind of you know lay traps and then use those traps to to kill guys in different ways and and you know get it all together it just it was really a, a surprising experience for me it was one of mm-hmm. those games that i i got into and i kind of immediately bounced off of it i've never really liked arcane as a developer not for any other reason besides their games just didn't really vibe with me and so I kind of fought through that a little bit and once it clicked it was just so much fun to kind of learn a level and learn where the enemies are going to be placed and learn how you can attack a situation over and over and over again until you can do something very very flawlessly whether you're sneaking around using your crazy abilities to kind of sneak up and and get through people quietly or just using your ridiculous sniper shotgun thing that i have where i'm Mm -hmm. sniping people with my shotgun way across the way and just like destroying people but it um you know it's not a perfect game it's not a game without its shortfalls i think it you know it's a the story it's kind of a little weird um but the voice acting is phenomenal. I think Colt and Julianne are two, two of the uh, greatest gener- like characters of the generation that have been made, at least just the way that they interact with each other, not maybe on a character standpoint, but they feel like they have a relationship with one, each- with one another. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, it was unique enough and good enough to probably sneak in towards the top ten, um, okay. for me at least. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. It is a very unique game. It is the only first-person shooter we have in this top ten. You know, a lot of third-person action games. So I definitely, I definitely see the argument for it. Sure, it is. If it will definitely be an experience pretty unique to that game that you can't get anywhere else currently. So right. All right. So that wraps up our top ten. Again, now we got to fight, right? Yeah, now it is to fight for games to get in there and swap another one out. So here, this is what we have. We have God of War Ragnarok, Hades, Astrobot's Playroom, Elden Ring, It Takes Two, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, and Deathloop. All right, so. All right, what do you, what do you, what do you want to, I, I know you want to get rid of something. What do you want to get rid of <laughs> Yeah, I'll go into the, my my big one, and you know what that is. <laughs> it is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh-huh. What would I argue it take out? I've... Man, this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, gosh. I think the weakest link I see here is Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Yeah, you'd, I think you'd, you'd pick Ratchet over, or uh, Deathloop over Ratchet, huh? Yes, because I think, as I mentioned, Deathloop is like a, a, a unique experience that you can't really get anywhere else. Where Ratchet and Clank is a third-person shooter, mm-hmm. uh, which Returnal covers, and we have a third-person, and we have a bunch of other third-person games: Horizon, Astrobot, God of War. Uh, so, and this is hard because. <laughs> 
so you, also, have, you have not finished it either, so... Yeah, but I, I think a way to kind of evaluate this is... is My feelings on Ratchet & Clank is that it's, it's in the hall of very good. You know, I think it more right. makes this list because of, A, how beautiful it is. I think it's still probably one of the greatest-looking PS5 games. Um, so graphically, you know, if you're looking for the power, the showcase piece of the console, it's a great one for that. It does DualSense okay, so you're going to get a little bit of DualSense action there as well. But I don't hold it crazy high in regard. It's just something that I think, again, is a hall of very good. And I know how you feel about Cyberpunk, where it's literally... <laughs> You know, bumping bumping up against Ragnarok in a in a game of the year conversation. So that yeah. fact alone, I think, puts it in there for our combined list because because it it is it'd be like it'd be like you not wanting if you hadn't played Hades. I'd be like, no, right. dude, you have, you have, we have to have Hades. And I don't I don't care I don't care what your opinions are. It's going to be here. So um, I th- I think I would be okay if if you think Ratchet's the weakest. I I, I think Ratchet or or Deathloop would probably be. The, the bottom two for me but ratchet i i can i can be more than okay with all right so we're swapping them swapping <laughs> cyberpunk is just again man, an Ra- amazing ratchet, rpg ratchet got two l's today man oh poor ratchet <laughs> yeah cyberpunk 27 is just an amazing rpg uh its world is so detailed and realized and not only is keanu reeves in it he is a gigantic part of it uh, he is throughout the whole game, and his performance is excellent. And in fact, all the performances are really good in this. And you know, yeah, it was a buggy mess when it launched two years ago, but it got fixed this year with patch 1.5. And I just, I love this game. Like I, yeah. I platinumed it, and I still have it on my console, and I want to play more of it. I will give oh. me any reason to jump in, and I'll, and I'll be back. So, well, lucky for you, you will yeah. have a reason in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So I appreciate you letting me get that mm-hmm. game on there, even though I know you haven't. You've only scratched the surface yourself. So everybody gets one, Nick. You get one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. So what do you got? So I have, I have four more games that aren't on the list, and so maybe we'll just kind of read these off and, and see how you feel about any of them, uh, just okay. so we don't we don't talk about this forever. Uh, so I have Demon Souls, which I'm inclined not to bump anything because if we have Elden Ring on there, I, I feel like there has to be one of the two and uh, if we have Elden Ring on the list, Demon Souls can stay off but if Elden Ring is off, Demon Souls should be on because I just think one of them should be. Okay. Um, last of Us Part 1. Um, you know, what more can be said about this game? It, it, the reason I could see it not being is because it is just a rehash of a two-generational old game mm-hmm. that, you know, I would think if you're buying a PS5 as still, even at this point, you consider yourself a pretty average gamer, and so I would think you would have probably played this at this point. So mm-hmm. I would say not having it on there is fine, but if you haven't played it, you should still definitely play it. Yeah. Um, then I have Gran Turismo 7. Um, it's fantastic, but it's a racing game, so like it's hard to recommend because do you like racing games or don't you? <laughs> and that's literally the end of that conversation, I think. Um, and then lastly, and this is the one that I don't... I don't really know how to feel uh, or what I would want to do with it, but Disco Elysium, um, you know, as I've said in the past on this show, I'm not a narrative guy. I, I typically don't go for that for head first with my games, but this one is so special in that regard that it's it's probably deserves to sniff the top ten. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like as we get further and further into, you know, video games being in, in existence, you look for more unique things like Deathloop, like It Takes Two. You're looking for these things that haven't been done before, you haven't experienced yet. And, you know, Disco Elysium does that so well. Its writing is so fine-tuned. It's... The mechanics are, are so well thought out that they have these, you know, ways of the human mind that are kind of just interacting with one another. And I, I don't know if... Th- I know there's nothing else like it, and I, I would be shocked if there's anything like it, you know, soon or really mm-hmm. ever. It's just that that special. and But I don't know what I would bump off. Again, it's just one of those so specific types of games to... If you're building a top ten list for somebody, I could see recommending that to somebody and within five seconds of playing it, be like, what the fuck is this? I don't want, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of a hard one to recommend, but I do think it, it deserves to be noted at least. Sure. sure. Hey, yep. Yeah, those are, those are all good games, and I, I'm, I'm writing these all down just in case, you yeah. know, anything... Anything changes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I hate Forbidden West. Why is <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, I have quite a few more here. Okay, let's do it. Let's the do only it. one that I think has a shot is the Final Fantasy VII Remake, the Integrade mm-hmm. Edition, which is the PS5 version, because we do not we do have a lack of anything Japanese and JRPG well, on here. Final Fantasy VII or per- Persona 5 Royals, another one. Um well, we haven't played that. I mean, you watch someone play it. <laughs> yeah, so. I consider myself equipped enough to to, to evaluate it. But yeah, I, I yeah, I would I would feel gross kind of putting on there too. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, sell me on it, man. So what would what would you would you bump it? Would you bump anything? I don't for know it? if I I don't know if I would bump anything really. <sighs> yeah, I, I, the next two weakest ones for me is like yeah, Forbidden West and Deathloop, and I just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I would bump them for that, but oh, it's so so good. And you you yeah, just finished it this year. <laughs> I did. I did. And you know, for me personally, I don't think I would bump anything. I I, I think it was very 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 good. Um, but I don't think at any point through it, I was like kind of like, oh my god, I'm really really enjoying this, or oh my god, I, I need to see what happens next. It, you know, the combat was was good but towards the end of the game i kind of got a little frustrated with it it just seemed like i was just just trying to fucking i was drowning and trying to keep my head above water by just healing all my party members and like yeah. hoping that <laughs> hoping that you know i didn't get ko'd instantly and and the story was was cool and, and great but i also didn't have the tie to the original like a lot of people right. have so i didn't see a lot of the like oh my god they're changing the story or oh my god this, this is happening instead of this yeah. i was just like okay that's the thing um so I, again, I think it was it was very good, but I don't know if I could I could put it above anything else. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to argue for it to be remove removing any of these games. Okay. All right, and then I have a bunch of honorable mentions here. I don't think unless unless you stop me and go, yeah, I think that's a choice. Yeah, well, um, I, I could have forgot some. We'll see. <laughs> so I have a Plague Tale Requiem. Talked about it on the show. Game of the Year candidate. Uh, very good game. Um, you don't you you wouldn't bump anything for that because like that that would be one that I th- I can listen to some arguments on, but I I just I have nothing to go off of. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Not not, not no, I don't think anything. I think these okay. games are better. Um, and then I also have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. game that came out last that's a, year. That's it a is, good one, honestly. It is, it is very good, very fun. I never thought that another 
iteration of these characters would be better than their movie counterparts, but this one is. Drax is incredible. Uh, just the writing, you know, it's a very linear game. That's probably its big weakness. Speaking of Mass Effect, which we talked about in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. it's very much like a Mass Effect game, and, and the combat is probably its weakest part, even though I think the huddle mechanic is very fun, yeah. in which you get you get together and you have to motivate your team to to, to win the fight, and it's it's just it's just very silly and, and goofy, and a great soundtrack on top of that, so... Yeah, that that's a really good pick, honestly, and one that I did forget about. And and when you're talking about recommendations, you know, it's like if we're, are, you know, you kind of are we building the top best ten best games or ten games you would recommend? And I think there is a little bit of a difference there, where, you know, I, I could see somebody who is looking, you know, okay, if you know their taste, you like stories, you like, you know, maybe not crazy complex battle mechanics mm-hmm. it might be a, a really really solid title for you but yeah, i don't know if it makes the top 10 but i think that is a, a good choice that uh could be could be in many a people's top 10 list after you know they, they play through a lot of these games yeah it is weirdly a game that will show up like we're in in, in subreddits where we're like oh i finally got to this and it's amazing and yeah and this and the yeah it is it is a really good game um and then i also have control Oh, which that's is, a good one. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I love Control so much. That was my game of the year. What was that, 2019? That was the year before the, the PlayStation 5. Yeah, that was the year Sekiro it, 1. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, got, it got its PS5 Ultimate Edition. Um, that was a free PlayStation Plus Essentials game on top of that, too. Um, yeah, just so great. Such a, such a unique, weird game, a third-person action game. So it, it fits in a lot of the top ten that we have here. But it is such a good story, such a good idea, man. Oh man, I uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I could maybe t- I could maybe maybe take Deathloop off for Control. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you know it it just scratches all of my itches perfectly. Um, so you know it's hard to say is do I like it so much because it is a better game or do I like it so much because I love third person combat with crazy abilities and telekinesis um, <laughs> and like the ashtray maze is, is an amazing moment in a game uh, ooh man I don't know <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this, you know, I feel like I hold them in pretty equal standing. So, Nick, if I mean, if you if you like control more than Deathloop, I mean, I, 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 I very much so. All right, let's 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 do it. Let's all let's right. add some oh, spice. Wow. In, let's add some spice into this list. All right. Control is replacing uh, Deathloop. <laughs> replacing a game that got a 10 out of 10 from IGN and GameSpot. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Nice. All right, and then I got four more. I don't think either any of these will will top, but I have Ghost okay. of Tsushima. Good game, but yeah, it feels kind of dirty on that one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like I know, I know it got a PS5 edition, but like I don't know. I feel like it just got a PS5 edition because they released DLC and they decided to package it that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is a really good game, though. Really, yep. really, really good game. Yeah. Uh, I have Stray. <laughs> no. Stray. Trey? <laughs> yes, Trey? Stray? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> not going to happen. No, it's not. No, it's not even talking about it. And then I have Jedi Fallen Order. Mm, good one. Also a very good game. Yep. Um, and then this is kind of cheating, but it's coming. 
The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt as well. <laughs> oh, I must tell you, I, I got it for $6 yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was at, I was at Disc Replay and I had 6 bucks, And it was cool because like, the case that it came with still had the everything that it had the original like cd soundtrack in it it had like a game compendium in it so i was like oh this is actually like a nice little package like for a used game it's got everything right. in it still so, oh, so yeah. nice yeah so you know i'm not gonna go through that whole game again but i was like yeah i'll at least you know check it out <laughs> you really do have no self-control <laughs> six bucks I, mean, I, was like, I was like i just won't eat lunch today that's that's fine it's easy it's done <laughs> all right and that and that wraps it up that was the the last of my a lot of honorable mentions, but games that I... Well, we got one in. I, I was shocked. Yeah. Control gets oh, in yeah. there. You did it. You did it. All right. Sorry. So. sorry uh, what's what's the main character's name? Jesse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse! <laughs> so here is our list as of now. Again, we will revisit this as more games come out. But it is God of War, Ragnarok, Hades, Astrobot's Playroom, Elden Ring, It Takes Two, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077, Returnal, and Control. That's a good fucking list of games, man. Yeah. yeah. For two for two years into a console, I mean, I know some of those are cheating because like Cyberpunk had, came out before and, uh, or did it? It, it did no, come out. No, it, it came, came out right after. Yeah, it came right out. It was December of the, the year the PS5 yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh, Control is the Control oldest Control is kind of the one. But yeah. Not All right. Not, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Cool. All right. Well, there it is. If and again, if you have any mentions that we forgot, I hope we didn't forget any bigger games. But if you have any you want to throw out, throw at us, you know, email us. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, chick chicory chicory wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten in there. I didn't. I haven't played it far enough. So, uh, not for me. No. No. Okay. Um, but but I could I could definitely see someone wanting to pick that. I, I think one of our a little bit of a not a not a lot of indie games in our list here. No, Death, Death Door. I really, really like Death Door, but I know you weren't high on it, so it's not going to make the list. I don't know if it would even make my top ten either, but it was that was one that I I enjoyed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe Neon White will eventually make the list. We'll <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. All right, so that is it. Um, teasing for next week. So the Game Awards are out next week. Uh, Jeff Keighley's been a little. He's been a little coy, which is just. It's getting me even harder. Like like how coy he is about this. Like the only game tease he has is Tekken Eight. That's the only game tease we have so far. Yeah, I saw something today about how uh, Death Stranding Two was like confirmed to be there or something. But I, I think it wasn't a it was not a verified source, so I don't know. Well, yeah, we talked about this off the air, but why we didn't pick that to be in our predictions? Uh, yeah, I know. You know, Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima are very tight and. Hideo Kojima has been teasing his next project. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the, Mark. Sorry, Mark. We let you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been teasing presenters. Speaking of It Takes Two, you know, Josef Ferris, who's always an interesting character on stage. Uh, he's, the you know, the director of, of It Takes Two. Uh, very funny guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be presenting. And speaking of Last of Us, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson are going to be there presenting. Nice. nice. And John's and John's prediction came true. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey will also be presenting there. So that that is yeah, that boy. is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely gonna have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I, I, I like. I don't know if I said this last week, but I, yeah, I just wonder if Keeley is going to start like kind of toning it down, like 
<coughs> excuse me, the uh, hype right before the event, just with, I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of this, this discussion of the past two Summer Games Fest of, like, why are we doing this? This is lame. Has, has been reaching him a bit, so maybe he's like, well, if I don't hype it up so much, maybe people will be a little bit easier on me when it comes to <laughs> what the actual shows are, but I, oh, I expect you're bringing I expect me down. You're saying, so you're saying it's not going to be as good. I'm saying temper your expectations because we have learned we should know better by now. That's all. Yeah, that's true. I think it'll still be great, but uh, yeah. 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 No, you're, you're right. You're right. But I can't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next year is going to be a big year in games, and you know this is kind of the lead into that, so I'm just, I'm just very hopeful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's, that's really it on the teases. Um, uh, TCB here. Uh, next week... I'll be going on vacation the day after the Game Awards, so... <laughs> Wait, what the hell is TCB? Taking care of business. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we will not be talking about the Game Awards on our 26th show. We'll be talking about it on our 27th episode, and I believe there will be enough news and announcements uh, that will probably make the whole show about that, so... Yep. Um, and then, as you may have noticed, we didn't talk about God of War Ragnarok this week, I think... John and I made the executive decision to wait until he's done with the game. Uh, yeah. I think after you played like an hour and we talked about it for 25 minutes, uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of said, well, maybe we'll have to do a whole show on this. And we, we don't want to spoil it for anybody and let people enjoy entire the entire show, uh, the entire podcast before we yeah. go back into it. So I think we're uh, gonna- I think I, it's my mission and goal. I think by next podcast I can have it beaten, at least the main story, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully we can at least just yeah jump into it big next week. Okay, that's good, 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 good. Um, other than that, I did get Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I only played a little bit of it. It is very God of War-like, which I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed about. <laughs> yeah. R- R1, one. light attack, R2, <laughs> heavy attack, L1, parry. Like, I'm like, oh, here I go again. <laughs> well, you know, at least you're accustomed to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at least I'm ready for it. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll have some thoughts on that coming up. Um, and then, yeah, probably just checking out a lot of games. You know, nice. I think we'll, we'll be probably bouncing off a lot of different games, especially when you get done with Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Be, it'll be a free-for-all on games. Well, I don't know, man. Like I, uh, you know, not to not to jump into a whole other thing, but like I, I, I went. I was going through Elden Ring yesterday with my guide, and oh my god, it's my favorite way to like dive into a game like that. It's <laughs> I was having so much fun. So I, okay. I, yeah, but we'll we'll have, we'll have a little more to talk about that. But also, just because I just saw this, um, we'll have to talk about this sometime or see what it is. It might be absolutely nothing. But three hours ago. Tony Todd, who's playing Venom in the new Miles Morales or the new Spider-Man 2, uh, teases what we can expect from Ven- Venom's presence in PlayStation Spider-Man 2. There's a little video. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Hope he's, hope he's playable. Oh, he's 100% playable. That All was, right. That's the whole tease of that mark, initial trailer. Was... Mark it down, folks. Nick <laughs> says he's playable. Him, I want everybody yeah, Spider-Man, to... Miles, Miles Morales, and Venom will all be playable, okay. and that game will be co-op. I, I guarantee it. I, I hope you're right for my son's sake. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and also, it's December game of the year. Our own discussion is coming up. If you have any ideas for a, a great game of the year category other than game of the year, you know, please email it in. Uh, I always like to have some fun ones than your typical, mm-hmm. you know, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, you know, best performance, you know, all the the typical stuff we see. So, if you can come up with a weird, uh, weird one, I'd love to hear about it. You yeah. know. 
because that'll definitely be the end of this month. We will do our game of the year discussion. So, sure. All right. So the song we're leaving you on is from our top ten game, Astrobots Playroom. It is called "I'm Your GPU" by Kenneth C. M. Young. This is a great song. The whole soundtrack's amazing, but yes, yes this yes. is definitely a jam for sure. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy. And we will be back next week with six more things. So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, guys, especially you, Mark. Bye. Bye. Bye.